Hello. Are we recording? I really hope so. Okay, so I'm going to try to do this where, um, I don't even know what I'm saying. I just like put a piece of gum in my mouth and I realize it makes me sound like I have something like wrong with my speech. And then it reminds me of this time, um, that I was on an interview when I worked in retail and <laughs> I had just eaten lunch and I was like, try, I didn't, I was like kind of self-conscious. I was like, oh my gosh, what if they can like smell it on my breath? So I like didn't have any mint. So I threw a piece of gum in my mouth to like, you know, just chew really quickly. And then I was going to spit it out before my interview. And the person that I was interviewing with like came out like two minutes after I had this piece of gum in my mouth. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to, what am I going to do? So I had to hide the piece of gum underneath my tongue for the entire interview. And I was so uncomfortable and I was talking funny and I had to like talk really slow to like keep it underneath my mouth, like the tongue. It was horrible. Anyway, and I was like, so it was one of those things where it was just like, I don't know. I was like so embarrassed. It's one of the, I don't know. It was like such a small, like tiny thing, but I didn't want to like make a bad impression, you know, especially during an interview. That's another story for another time. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard the new, is it Lizzo? L-I-Z-Z-O. I'm obsessed with her. I just did like a little midday dance break because totally fitting, finally having a great segue into the introduction. Um, Whenever I get in like work mode for too long, you know, your body just like tenses up and I was like, I need to stand up and just like shake it off. Or as my friend Kirsty O'Brien says, is shake it the fuck off. <laughs> and so that's what I was just doing, listening to Lizzo and I or least. Yeah, I'm assuming it's Lizzo. I don't even know how else you would pronounce it anyway. Um, I just needed to take a quick dance break because like this podcast episode is about is how entrepreneurship cannot be the most glamorous job in the world and that as entrepreneurs we definitely wear these masks and that is a perfect example like today I posted something on my Instagram stories it was a picture of me that I took like a week and a half ago um when I actually did my hair and makeup and was looking like a, you know, a semi-decent human being and not like some gremlin that like lives underneath um, <laughs> blankets, like freezing cold and editing podcasts all day. Because uh, that's what I did today. But today's guest, she's actually returning to the podcast for the second time. Her name is Linda Clay. And Linda and I met last year on Facebook. I don't, I forgot how, which is irrelevant, but (laughs) what's relevant is that Lyndon and I have stayed in contact and we always kind of catch up and chat with each other and just see how everyone's doing and what's new and what's going on. And the amount of growth that Linda has had in the last six months since she was on the podcast is incredible and I'm so so proud of her for just the work that she's doing I think is so meaningful and so powerful and it's what so many women need and I was more than happy to have her back on the podcast because we just have really good conversations um we talked very briefly like 
literally just chat on Facebook Messenger for like a second um, about what we kind of wanted this podcast to be about. And I feel like it took on a world of its a mind of its own. And I think sometimes those are the best podcasts. And we really talk about just the different masks that we have to wear as entrepreneurs and the self-development that comes in waves that I for me I personally believe and I'm sure Linda will agree with this is you have to your business depends on you improving your life without self-development as an entrepreneur I don't know how successful you're gonna be I'm just going to say that out, they'll like say it out there, but your, for lack of a better term, all of your bullshit is going to come to the surface. And every time you up level in your business, more bullshit's going to come out of the woodworks. <laughs> um, and this is inevitable. We all go through it and you have to continue to ride these waves of self-development as you're building your business. Because like I said, your business depends on you being the healthy person, whether that's spiritually, financially, mentally, physically, it depends on you working on those things. I'm not saying that it has to be perfect before you start, but you have to really be prepared that you are going to go through these times of like, a li- it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. I'm just going to say that. It's not a pretty picture. And that's totally fine. We all go through that and we don't talk about it enough. And so in this episode, I really feel like Linda and I try to close that gap of discussing that like, yeah, sometimes things are rough <laughs> and we're going to move through it though. So I'm going to stop talking because I've already been rambling for far too long. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, you can find the links to find Linda on the internet. Why did I say that so weird? You can find the links um, for Linda's website, her Facebook group, her Instagram, all of the places you can find her on the internet will be in the episode description or the show notes. So you can just swipe on up. And there will also be a link for the first episode that Linda and I did when the podcast was still Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. And yeah, I think it's still, it was so funny to like listen to a couple of, of minutes of that and just see how much Linda's grown, how much the podcast has grown since then. Um, and yeah, I'm just really grateful for my connection to Miss Linda Clay. So let's go ahead and let's get into it. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you, mean it. Bye. Are we recording? <laughs> Wait, is this thing on? Seriously. You're listening to Let's Get Into It, a podcast designed to help you in your life and in your business. My name is Brie Marie, and I'm your host. You might have stumbled upon my blog, livingbreely.com, or taken one of my online courses, or maybe you're just learning about my work for the first time. As a business strategist, course creator, and a seasoned blogger, I've had the opportunity to sit down with number one best-selling authors, 
world-class experts, coaches, healers, and other online entrepreneurs who are super excited to share with you their stories, learning lessons they've had along the way, and how they continue to strive on making an impact in our world. Each week, I want to bring you two episodes full of tangible and actionable steps to inspire you to have an impactful, sustainable, and purpose-driven life and business. So let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my mic just fell over. So Linda, this is your second time back on the podcast. I'm so excited. Um, and I was just listening to our first episode that we did together and like the amount of growth that we both have had in the last six months is kind of incredible. And I'm just like, I'm really rooting for you. I'm like clapping for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so congratulations. Um, so tell us, for those of you who, I'm going to link the first episode Linda and I did together in the episode description so you can listen to more of us if this isn't enough for you. Um, but Linda, tell us who, like what, what it is that you do. Well, I'm a business and lifestyle strategist and I help um, working moms and corporate moms um, who are ready to um, find their purpose and their passion so that they can create more impact, more finances, and live the life that they really want to live. And I'm a great believer in empowering women to become transparent in who they are and just show up that way and stop um, living in a conditioned box, is how I like to put it. I like that. I like that a lot. So, what has shifted since our last interview? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I think that building a business is a growth process. We were just talking about that before we went live. When you build a business, you're also building yourself. And so I think that as I have, you know, done inner work, I'm constantly doing inner work, constantly looking at myself and realizing the things that I need to work on because even though I'm of a tender age of 68, um, I don't know everything and I'm willing to admit that I've made my mistakes and there's things that I need to, you know, continue to grow so that I can contribute and help as many people as I can. So I think that's part of it. I think too, that I'm really getting very extremely passionate about women's being who they are. I went to a um, women's conference a couple months ago and the power and the energy that was in that room um, was tremendous. And hearing people's stories and seeing that, you know, everybody carries those stories with them and those stories are powerful and those stories can help heal somebody if they're willing to listen. And that um, it's important for women to, like I said, step out of that conditioned box. We are put in a position to be perfect. And I heard a TED talk on that and I went, oh my God, that's so true. We're raised to be perfect. We're raised to make sure we sit correctly. We walk correctly. We set the table correctly. We do all these things based on society standards. And Absolutely. when you're putting... When you're expected to be perfect, you're like climbing this ladder that there, it's never ending. 
because you can't reach an unattainable goal like that. Right. And so part of um, what I do is get people to understand that there is no perfect. I tell my clients to wipe that word out of their dictionary because who we are is absolutely amazing. And that's what we need to live with. I, lo- I love that. What do you think makes women? I mean, I feel like this is a hyper generalized question, but like, what is it about women that makes us good business women or good business owners? Oh, what a question. That's a great question. <laughs> um, because I think that women have the ability to look at different sides that they're not necessarily looking at um, a tunnel vision that we're, because we're caregivers, we ha- we're multi-talented. So we can like put out a fire over here and work on another fire over here and be able to adjust our thinking as we're growing that if we step outside of that conditioned box, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, I think they bring compassion, empathy, things that you don't necessarily see um, in a more male dominant business. I was just going to say, I think the empathy and the compassion, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess those are two are somewhat synonymous, but those are the two words that I would, I would definitely agree with saying women ha- have those characteristics, I think a little bit more naturally than men do. Right. And when I was in the business world, um, in my corporate years, uh, I was definitely in a time frame where it was very male dominant. Um, they didn't want women to really speak up. They didn't want women to share their ideas that you would walk into the business world and you would have to play by their rules. And that's where those masks come in that we put women because we're we've got these expectation of us what we feel is expected out of us will create masks to put on to wear in certain roles that we play and absolutely uh, unfortunately when that happens sometimes we create so many different masks we lose touch with ourselves and just to play the opposite of that i think when women enter, I think, a corporate type of environment that is very male dominant, I think one of two things happen. One, either the women become submissive and they're like passive and like, okay, whatever, like, you know, or two, they're over, like they're overbearing or they're super assertive. Then that was me. Like I was like a loud bark allow like a crunchy bite like I was not the best person I, I totally know what you mean with mm-hmm. with the whole mask situation even though I don't think that that is my natural demeanor definitely when you put me in a room of men that are older have mm-hmm. more experience maybe more educated it was like I wanted my ideas to be heard right. um and and then it was like at the you know some of the other women that were sitting next to me were like taking notes and like oh like okay yeah we'll do this and I'm like no 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 that doesn't make sense no that was not me <laughs> and I think and I and I think some of that has rolled over <coughs> into my business mm-hmm. um, and it does I mean I'm not going to say it's all bad because it, I think it definitely has propelled me forward but you kind of have to to know. When to bring that side out of you, I think. Right. No, and you know what? My my sister, who's a couple years older than I am, was telling me a story when she worked. um, 
she worked in the grocery field. So that's a very, you know, very male dominant. And she remembers going to a meeting and her boss telling her to not say a word <gasps> in that meeting. Because my sister's very analytical. She's very intelligent. So she can, you know, she looks at both sides. She'll ask questions that could put somebody on a spot. Mm -hmm. And that's really the culture that my generation grew up in. You know, it's like I was raised with children should be seen and not heard. Mm. I mean, that was what my dad told me, you know, and so we are raised at, and we're raised to like, you know, either be what we're not by being more aggressive in a sense, assertive, which then that makes the males afraid, you know, mm -hmm. if we're going to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or we're submissive. We're going, okay, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. And meanwhile, inside, we're just like, our stomachs are rolling. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. I can physically not be quiet <laughs> in those <laughs> types of situations. Like, I'll, like, my whole body starts to just, like, vibrate. I'm like, no. Um, yeah, that's, I think, yeah, I definitely think it depends on, too, I mean, how, how you were raised, exactly mm -hmm. how you were saying, you know, ch children are to be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Again, to 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 kind of play that devil's advocate, I think my generation, the way that we were raised, and I shouldn't say, and not again, this is overgeneralizing. Not everyone has the same situation or circumstance. Sure. I think we were kind of raised in a way of like where voices needed to be heard, and I think that that really came about like just thinking out off the top of my head, you know, like just in, in, in the time that I was raised, especially with social media becoming a really popular thing, everyone started to have a voice because everyone mm -hmm. could post it online. Right. So. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and, and my, my dad was very, um, he never, my dad's never yelled at me. He was not the disciplinary one in, mm -hmm. in the household. My mom definitely was. Like when I was in trouble, my dad was very much like, okay, this is why you're in trouble. This is going to be your punishment. Like, do you understand? Like very, I would say more communicating it to me rather than like my mom would be the what like I mean I'm, my parents my mom didn't abuse me but she definitely used a belt <laughs> like there was some discipline going on in the house for sure mm -hmm. um, and I think for kids like that never you don't you're like okay my mom's like spanking me or whatever it doesn't resonate with you versus like when your parent is telling you okay in a calm way like this is what you did this is why you're in trouble mm -hmm. right um how did we even get here? But anyway, <laughs> um, and I, and, but I think that that definitely like, you know, you want to talk about childhood coming into, into your life at, at certain times. Like that's kind of how I've always tried to handle things is like talking them out and communicating right. them. And sometimes it's not always in the best way, but it happens. Right. Well, and you know, you brought up childhood. I mean, what people, what I see when I'm dealing with clients and, you know, just talking to other women and stuff is so much of our person is baggage we carry from the past. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as we were talking earlier, when you're building a business, you're actually building yourself. And what people, nobody really likes to look at their garbage. You know, I call it unpacking your hidden suitcases because we've got, 
we either had, or we could have both, hidden dreams that we dreamed about when we were little. And as we go through growing up, we realize, oh, well, I'm not supposed to want to be that. So I'm going to be this instead. So you take that dream and you put it away in the back of your mind and it just sits there. You know, it's a long, not necessarily <clears throat> forgotten dream, but it's, you know, on the shelf. Also, any of your traits that you have that are not, that don't necessarily fit common culture, um, your insecurities maybe, your lack of confidence, any of those things we'll take and we'll put into another suitcase because we don't want to address why. We don't want to address why is this making me uncomfortable or wow, you know, I'm not as, you know, confident as I thought I would, but I don't want anybody to know that. Um, I did a post the other day about aging and I did it because women 40 and up start questioning aging and their body shifts and their gray hair and they're losing their hair and the hormonal hair that pops out of their face. I mean, all those things, right? And it's like, if you fall into that trap of looking at culture and society and the message that is being given to us, then you start, you know, feeling bad about yourself. Right. And so um, when you're building a business, you've got to, you've got to start looking at yourself going, wow, I need to work on that. Or why am I afraid to put myself out there? Mm-hmm. Why Those am I afraid to? Yeah, huge questions to yeah. ask. Absolutely. Um, do you think that anyone can be an entrepreneur? I actually do. Why? Um, because I think that a person, any person, can create and do anything that they want to do if they believe in themselves and they go after it and they, and they work at it. I mean, there's a definite, you have to work at it. I'll give you two prime examples. Um, a former client of mine um, is building a card making business. Two years ago, she never thought she could do it. She w- would not be what I would consider t- to be a description of an entrepreneur. You know, if you look at the description, she worked, um, was like a bookkeeper. Um, she had a lot of self-confidence issues. And she never, she just had this dream. And so, you know, I said, why not go after it? And she has gone after it. She's had, you know, ran into some negative people who kind of talked her out of it. She's back on path now and she's recreating and she's, she's taking her card making business and making um, home parties with it. And there's nothing to stop her if she believes in herself. And I have another client that wanted to make cakes. And so she's creating a cake making business. She had a setback, yes, because she didn't know how to really decorate cakes. So now she's going through a class on how to decorate cakes. So I think that personally, we are the only ones that can stop ourselves from creating whatever it is that we want in life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I was asked that question the other day. So that's why I was like, (laughs) I need to start asking people because I didn't have... I didn't have a solid answer. I was like, I'm with you. Like, I think I like, first of all, I'm not here to play judge and jury to who Uh can and can't do anything or do something. Um, 
but at the same time, I'm like, you know, there, I think there are some inherent qualities about people, about personality, people mm-hmm. and their personalities that make them good entrepreneurs or good business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think, I think we're in a time now where the term entrepreneur is like very elusive mm-hmm. almost <laughs> like any, like I always say like true entrepreneurs never call themselves entrepreneurs. They're going to tell you exactly what they do. Like they're right. like, I do this, this, and this, like, or I own this, this, and this. They're not like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And I like sell fit tummy teas. Like, no, <laughs> you know, here, here's a, here's a thought that, that just popped into my head. So when I was, uh, I ran a multimillion dollar store and mm-hmm. when I would hire people, I didn't look, it was a bookstore. So I didn't look for past book experience. I didn't look for, can they run a register? I didn't look for any of that. What I looked for was personality, the type of person they were. Mm-hmm. Did they have motivation? Did they have a belief in themselves? Did they feel that they could learn how to do it? Those were the most important things to me because you can teach people how to sell a book. You can teach people how to run a register, but you can't teach people their inner motivation and how they come across. And so when, and that's the reason why I say anybody can be an entrepreneur if they have that inner belief in themselves or are willing to learn. I was just going to say if they have, I think the willingness to learn right. is the biggest factor oh, in yeah. successful entrepreneurs. Like you have to realize like you don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> there, are people, <laughs> there are people out there who know how to do something way better than you mm-hmm. and you should hire those people. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That is 100% true. Right. No, yeah. Absolutely. So I think I, yeah, and you're an anomaly of hiring managers because I can tell you coming from a recruiting background, most hiring managers are like, they need a college degree in two to three years. I'm like, okay, first of all, you're not out here sourcing the talent. You have no idea right. what's out here for this position. And it is, I think it really is. I think, and I want to believe this, that we're in this shift of we're looking at those personality characteristics, like you were saying, the belief in themselves and the, that willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you can teach someone how to do something if they want to learn how to do it. Right, right. When I first started on this online craziness, um, gosh, five years ago, I guess it was when I started my first online business, I knew nothing. I mean, I knew nothing. I mean, I thought I did but I really didn't. And so Mm -hmm. I am learning every single day. And I don't, somebody put a, I read a post something about how they would only learn from people that know more than them. And I countered with, Oh, I learned from everyone. I learned from my clients, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I learned from my 13 year old grandson. Yeah. You know, I, I think that learning is huge. And you can't, you can't limit, you know, what you're trying to capture for yourself based on, well, I'll only listen to, I'll just use Gary Vee. That's the only person I'll listen to and I'll do everything he says. Well, you know, Gary Vee's got some great points, but it doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to have some great points that you can pick up and learn from. Right. Or do it yourself and it doesn't work out. That's the best way to learn actually. 
and then try again. And you mm -hmm. keep trying until you get that, you hit it. And I, you and I were talking a little bit before we got on about this myth of building a business quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are building a service-based human connection type business, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's not like a button or a magic wand. It goes, boop, you're starting this business and wow, you're just going to have all these clients. It, it doesn't happen that way. Nope. Nope. It takes a lot of work, a lot of, I hate the word, but failures or things that don't work out and you have to try again. You have to put yourself out there more than you've ever put yourself out there. Yeah, that is um, the, that has been the biggest, the scariest thing for me mm -hmm. is putting myself out there. Oh wow. my God. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's all in my head. Like I uh, realized that I'm like, oh my gosh, like the things that I'm like freaked out about, no one is looking at <laughs> or no one is focusing on. Um, and I think for, for me, and I still kind of struggle with this, not as much as I used to, but it was like worrying about what people would say. Like I was like worried about like, oh, what is Shelly from high school <laughs> going to think about this? And I'm like, wait a minute, who gives a F about what Shelly from high school thinks? Because right. Shelly from high school is going to be judging me from the same place in five years <laughs> or, and has been, you know, like it, I mean, not to say that I'm better than, than people that sounded really wrong, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just a different, um, a different a dynamic as you begin to grow and see mm -hmm. like what your fears used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just think, you know, nothing happens overnight. Right. Ever. And and to make you know feel better, Brie, every, I, a lot of people feel that way. They do worry about what people from high school or friends or family will think about what they're doing because if you're in the internet world and entrepreneur, you know, it's not considered yet to be a real job. And <laughs> well, well, it's true. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> thinking I've had um, some situations where people are like, well, you work from home. Why can't you do this? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that, <laughs> you know, and it's like, or you're not working hard enough. Mm. And it's like, really seriously, I'm on my computer from 7 a.m. till 7 or 9 at night trying to get this stuff, you know? And so there's this kind of like idea that you have to punch in from 9 to 5. You should be in gray cubicles and you should be just sitting there like going crazy on, you know, your computer or answering questions for somebody else or actually making somebody else rich and then it becomes a real job right and, I, and you know i i'll say and i'll swear here it's bullshit yeah you know it takes a lot of guts to step outside your comfort zone it takes a lot of guts to go i don't really care what anyone thinks that's hard that is really hard the first time anybody steps into that and goes i don't care anymore yeah. You know? And one of the things that, that I dealt with, not right now, but recent, you know, in the recent past was my age. And it's like, you know what? 
I don't really care. This is who I am. You know, I'm 68 and I've got a lot of seasons behind my belt and I've got a lot of knowledge and I've got a lot of um, challenges I've faced in knowledge that I can give somebody. So, you know, here I am. And I, that's hard to do. That's that transparency. That's being authentic instead of putting on those masks to fit the roles that we think the internet is telling us to be. Absolutely. How, what is it about the age thing? Like I'm trying to um, empathize with that. Cause I I'm 27. I know you're um, just a baby. <laughs> I, I am. I am. But the, and that's, and that's the thing too. Like I, I, I've had clients who are in different stages of their lives and they are more mature. Um, and it, it's so that this is why I'm asking the question is it's like, I have to empathize with that because the age thing does come up for them. And I'm like, I don't know how to navigate that. I'm 27 years old. Like, here. So thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I totally know how valuable your time is and I love that you're spending it by tuning into this episode. If you've been listening for a while or maybe this is your first time, it would mean so much to me if you dropped a review or star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you really loved this episode and you know someone who, um, hint, hint, cough, cough, would love this episode episode as well and find it valuable, please share it with them. Thanks again for listening and let's get back into it. You know, it used to be in cultures and some cultures still that the elders in quotes were um, respected, you know, and um, I don't, I'm not saying that elders should be placed on a throne or anything like that, but they were looked to for knowledge. They were looked to for guidance. And with this fast paced world, I think an ageism issue has cropped up where if you're older, you know, you're, you're not looked up to that way. And I'm not saying everybody, this is general. This is not to one specific, you know, it's not everybody that does it. It's just a general comment, but more and more that the feedback I got from my post I did the other day was people seeing discrimination, people seeing things um, that, are eliminating the older people from the younger people. So that puts that um, wedge, you know, where do I fit in in this new world? Yeah. You know, my daughter was telling me yesterday, her first cell phone that she got was when my grandson was born, right before he was born, uh, 13 years ago. She never had one. So look at how quickly the world has changed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that like 
I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, because How do I you think- compete? I guess that's it. How do you compete? How do you fit in with the, your age group? The, you know, the millennials and the younger age group, you know, that do f- selfies and are so much into Instagram and so much into all those things. And most older people are not as comfortable doing that because that's right. how, that isn't how we were raised. Right. Yeah. I started taking selfies at a ungodly age. I'm not even going to say like, <laughs> it's just been, it's part of, it's literally, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but it's, it's literally part of who I am. <laughs> well, no, see, and that's, there you go. It's literally part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew for, up with social yeah, media. Yeah. Right. Right. And so for someone that is older, it's not a part, they have to learn it and then they have to be comfortable with it. Right. So I was laughing. I took, I took, I took the selfie for my post the other day and I was like so proud of myself going oh my god this one turned out pretty good you know and so my daughter's giving me instructions on how to do a selfie you know and so if you're not willing again to learn you you know and so I think that's part of it now, I'm willing to learn like I don't care what age anybody is I'll listen to them and I'll learn from them right and but I had to personally come to terms with the fact that it's okay to be my age. And I think that just is natural. You know, when you, when you look in the mirror, you know, I see my 20 some year old, 30 year old person. I don't see the 68. So I'm looking at it. And this is what I put in the post. It's like, who is that person in the mirror? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's coming to terms of the fact that, that we, our minds and our inside, in a sense, stays younger, but our body is shifting. But it's actually all of us now. It's all those different seasons put together. And it's just coming to terms with that. Right. Well, I think, I think you brought up another word, is, is feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. I have written in my affirmation journal for probably the last two years, every day. Mm-hmm. I am comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable because yes, selfies are like, like I said, are just, I started taking selfies at an very unhealthy age. (laughs) Um, But it's still now when I go to post a selfie, it's not like, you know, a couple of people see it. (laughs) It's like, you know, people are seeing it a, a higher number than what I can even comprehend. So Mm -hmm. that's uncomfortable to me. Yes, I'm comfortable taking selfies, but then I'm uncomfortable with like how many people are going to see it. And then you want to like nitpick and like, you're like, oh my God, like I have this bump and this freckle and this thing. And, and, And I think this even goes across everything. Like starting a business is uncomfortable. Right. People don't get comfortable with this idea that they have to be uncomfortable you're never going to grow. Like there's no part even to this day. And I, I mean, I'm only two years into this. So like I can't even imagine what three, four, five, 10, 15 years down the road is going to look mm-hmm. like. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to a point where I'm completely comfortable in my mm-hmm. business, because I think if I were to be that comfortable, it would have this layer of complacency right? and nothing gets accomplished when you're complacent. 
Right. And so if you look at big businesses, the businesses that don't expand themselves and don't attack their paradigms and they get comfortable sitting in a position going, okay, we're a leader in this. They're mm -hmm. the ones that lose out. It starts yeah. falling apart. Yeah. And so the, one of the companies I used to work for got to that place. And so then they started to try to figure out, okay, well, what do we need to do? So we need to be something for everybody. Well, you can't be something for everybody. You know, you do have to change with the times, but you can't be something for everybody. So there's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of putting yourself out there, being uncomfortable. When I did my first Facebook Live, I thought I was going to die. When I did my first podcast, <laughs> I thought it was going to die. You know, right. it's like, oh my God, my stomach hurts and I'm so nervous and I don't know what to say. When I went to that women's conference two months ago, I was so nervous doing my speech. You know, I mean, inside it was just like, if anybody could be inside of me right now, they would go, oh my God, the lady's crazy. And then I got all these compliments afterwards. And I'm going, really? Because I was so afraid to do that speech. And now it's like, okay, I can do it. I did it. You know, it doesn't mean I won't be afraid the next time. But you'll I be a little less afraid than right. the last time. Right. Right. Fear, that type of fear, being nervous like that is actually a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good, and thing, it's good stress. Yeah, it's good stress. And so, you know, what do they say? The actors will, you know, if you're doing a stage play and you forget your lines, the people in the audience aren't going to know. Yeah. You're the only one that knows. So when you're standing there doing a Facebook Live and you forget a point, the people listening to you aren't going to know. Mm -hmm. You're the only one that knows. So you have to put things in perspective. Absolutely. And I think the more authentic people can be, instead of being the glitz and the glamour and the, um, I crack up at Instagram all the time because it's like, wow, I want to be like that woman in the white flowy dresses in um, Greece and you know she's living her life this way because you know I'd love that but that's not real life and we've, yes. we've, we've got this disconnect going on on what is real life you know I yeah I definitely I think and we talked about this before we started I think that there's going to be I think it's already happening a huge shift of people and i don't even think it's exposing because people are putting things on the internet and they have to realize the internet lives forever i don't know if you saw my facebook post that i did yesterday but it's like you have to think about who you're associating yourself with like what companies what other people because you don't know i mean you were telling me that you there was you know some shadiness going on with someone right. that you knew about and it's just like I see that and I hear that all the time. And I remember yeah. the first time that that happened to me, I was like, it literally shook me to my core for like two days. I was like, whoa, because it made me realize a lot of the times there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Oh, God, and, yeah. and, you know, people saying like, oh, this is an Amazon bestseller, all of these things. And it's like, look, you can buy your way. You can very easily buy your way to the top. You can mm -hmm. buy followers, you can buy likes, you can buy comments, you can buy books like there. And it's, it, that irked me. Cause I was like, 
part of me always wants to lead with it. And I, and I will always continue to do this, like lead with that integrity. And Mm -hmm. so I would always assume that other people were leading with integrity. And then when I, that, when I realized that, that not everyone does that, I was like, Oh my God. Like it just really shook me to, uh, to my core, just thinking about all of that. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think, we're in this place of people literally exposing themselves uh, <laughs> and well, also like you know we're not letting people get away with shitty behavior well and we shouldn't you know and it's like i can remember when i first entered into the retail world and i was in this one department and you know what and then got promoted and blah 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 and this one clerk was arrested for stealing money And that was my first time that I felt like, God, somebody I knew did that, you know, and it was like heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because the person was a friend. The person was somebody that you would never, and I want to underline that, never expected would do something like that. And that's what the difference that's in person, of course, because we didn't have the internet. Now with the internet, there's so, unfortunately, the benefits are great, but there's also that element, like you said, of falsehood, of people portraying themselves in a way that they're really not. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with you because I'll show up the way I am. I trip over my words. I, you know, some days I don't quite have my mind the way I want it to be working. You know, I mean, that's okay. I'll show up anyway. Right. But I'm not going to lie to people. I tell people that it's hard building a business. I tell people about my story and the struggles I've had because that's being authentic. But so many people don't do that. And that's a fear. Yeah. It's a fear that of being authentic, of being judged, of being like, if I show up as who I really am, people Mm -hmm. aren't going to accept me. They're going to judge me. And I mean, that's like a whole circle of of thought in itself that yeah. I'm not even going to like get into right now. Right. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always said this, like, it is very hard for me to be anyone else but myself. Like right. it takes me so, it's so much energy to like show up and like portray something that you're not. I like, I like what you said. You're like, I trip over my words. I do too all the time. Do I feel <laughs> like getting on camera, you know, and posting selfies or or videos every day. No, like, like right now I have my little eye patches on my eyes, like <laughs> my hair in a, in a clippy, like I just took a shower. Like this is, this is real life people. And I, right. and I think that I'm to quote Gary V like when you're in it for the long game, mm-hmm. can't have these smokes, the smoke and mirrors. Nope. It all has to be authentic because right you will burn out you there will not be enough steam to propel you forward if you're just running on this fake bs well that brings up the whole thing that you're wearing a mask Mm -hmm. you know and and you're putting on this mask because you think that people expect you to be this top notch on top of an entrepreneur that always does everything right and has a thousand million followers and I'm this and I'm this when the reality of it is you're sitting in your pajamas and your hair is a mess and your house is a mess and you know you need another cup of coffee yeah so, that's like my reality 
70% of the time. <laughs> yeah. But that's how you should, you know, you should show up. Right. You know, is being um, exactly who you are and, right. and just be okay with that. Yeah. You know? And and I think I, I try my best to do that. Like, I think, you know, this is the 76th episode of the podcast I've recorded. Mm-hmm. And I listen back to like my first couple of episodes and I'm like horrified. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, and, and, you know, I'm always going to keep them. I talk about that with my blog posts too. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like they're horrible, but it, it shows me growth. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never delete those because for the mere fact of like, oh. hope someone goes back and like listens to those and mm-hmm. like listens to my 200th episode and they're like, wow, wow. Like, look at the growth. If she can do it, I can do it too. That's exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, there's, there is the only masks that I wear are face masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't even be- do that. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, I like, I don't know. I'm very like particular about my skin, but <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree with everything that you said. And I'm so glad that we got to have you back on for a second episode. So tell, to wrap this up, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. Sure. My website is lindamclay.com. I'm on Facebook at um, Linda M. Clay Biz. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, all of them at Linda M. Clay, um, on LinkedIn, the same way I have my own Facebook group, map it life and business. And I am creating a new Facebook group, um, that will actually be a more of a membership type for, um, empowering women through aging. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's so exciting. I think that will yeah. be really great, especially for much more mature women who are entering into the online space. Because yeah, yeah I think that's a huge factor of 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 the successes overcoming mm-hmm. that perhaps limiting belief. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. I love talking to you. <laughs> One more thing. If you loved this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at livingbreely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below. 